0: Yep, I'm here. Thanks for the quick introduction. I'm just going to tee it up to the to Lindsay and Mercedes, you know, the voices of resin, as it were, uh, doing an interview with one of the legends of resin, you know, um, Mark Wolverton, you know, uh, having a, developed an, a career over working with different OEMs and different resin manufacturers.
1: So uh, with that, I'll turn it over to Plastics and Mark Wolverton.
2: Gotta question the voices of Rez and I,
0: oh, plastics. Plastics is an SPE sponsor podcast. Hey. on. Oh, you know, we're just up here in dreary
2: Erie, living our best life. So I can't, are you uh, available to take off your plastic things for a second? Because. Because you want to see my my space buns. See yes. space buns, I know you do.
0: Well, we'll do it. Just I just want everyone to know that I am living in a slightly uh, less than cool background. I have cardboard up, so whatever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's here's my little space buns. I'm, I'm those living, space buns. <laughs> I'm living my best life. I am arriving, if you will. Hashtag essential. Hashtag so essential. <laughs> so all right. Well,
2: I'm Lindsay Nebel. I am Mercedes Landazery. And with our powers combined, we are Plastics. The voices of resin. That's us. Yeah. So we uh we host a podcast that's released the first Friday of every month. Uh, mm-hmm. uh they sponsor it, edit out all of our um uh, incompetencies and make it ready for the general public. Um, and we have uh, once a week been going on um, live uh, with Vantech, Virtual Antech. Um, this is going to be our, our very last one. Last one. So sad. Open it up. Um, and so we would like to bring on our special guest today, fellow um, SPU Chicago board member, mm. Mark Wall. A little left out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark. Hey,
1: Hi, ladies. How are you? Can you hear me
2: okay? Yeah, you sound great. Perfect.
1: Great. Now I, I finally caught up with the twenty first century and updated a little piece of my tech. you know, my internet connections and. Uh, even even went out and, and splurged on a new computer just to uh, make sure that I could uh, wow. connect correctly with you. We ladies. feel
0: very honored. Very
1: uh, I'm honored. very uh, flattered to be uh, <laughs> connected to plastics as a plastosaur in the industry. So despite what Jeremy was saying about
2: me, <laughs> so you are you are a member of, as I mentioned, SP Chicago. Um, you are also a one of the plastics pioneers.
1: Yes, I'm a pioneer.
2: Is, which is an
0: invite-only club, as I understand it. Super exclusive. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah, <laughs>
1: okay. yeah the, 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 it's it's a it's a um, how did Glenn put it to me when he uh, invited me? It, it, it's a bunch of businessmen and women in plastics that have contributed twenty five or more years of, of uh, development in, in the industry, and who want to do continue relationships uh, that they found valuable even as. Uh, uh, competitors and and colleagues uh, after uh, suspending their active careers or or even late in their active careers just to get together outside uh, uh, and and enjoy the social aspects of a, of a society and and for many of them as self uh, employed uh, people they found a way to do it as a benevolent <laughs> society and and share some of the expenses with with uncle Sam so <laughs>
2: So you've, you're a longtime veteran of the industry. Um, you know, uh, you recently uh, retired, and then, like fellow Chicagoan Michael Jordan, came out of retirement specifically to play with Pippin um, here, uh, represented as Eve Vitale. So now you are a plastics educator for uh, Plastivan. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm a pioneers. Uh, part of it uh, comes down to some conversations. I've known Eve for several years uh through industry conventions and things like that and uh she's she's great people as you know and uh we're fans yeah i'm a big fan too (laughs) and uh uh pioneers is a, a a generous sponsor to to the uh plastivan program among many other sponsors and um one day we were we're talking about what pioneers could do to help plastivan a little bit more and uh uh she asked you she says you're asking a lot of questions and she says would you consider being an educator and I said so tell me about the gig and you know it turned out we reached a pretty close agreement and uh that's how she gets you for a little over a year
0: that's how she gets you she plays it like it's it's not going to be anything and then oh you're going to do this She's very sneaky that way
1: <laughs> yeah well you know the, the, a lot of the girls in my life have been that way so
0: <laughs> <laughs> we get stuff done
2: <laughs> so mark um I asked you on the on the podcast um, a while back I think it was at a Christmas party this this past uh, holiday party for spe and IDsa um, I was I was obviously we've known each other for a few years and I've been impressed with you. For many reasons, but what really really struck me was you spoke to a friend of mine that was your first time meeting this friend, um, who had recently been through, um, was going through a layoff, and you just immediately jumped in. You had some really really sage advice, um, and I wanted to bring you on specifically now because I think that there's a lot of um, a lot of change, happening. realignment, if you will, a lot of realignment. Um, a lot of people, you know, some some people are are are. Uh, still in position. Some people are in between positions. Some people are starting new positions. Um, so, wanted to bring you on today to talk a little about what to do in this uh, in an in-between period. Right.
1: I'm really flattered to be invited to, to to talk about that. I do not consider myself an expert in it, even though I've I've gone through it a number of times in my career. Uh, <laughs> both voluntary and involuntary transitions. Uh, It it happens to all of us. Um, And I remember that Christmas party. It was IDSA. It was a great little venue. Your, your friend was terrific. And uh, I think it had just happened the day or two before when we, when we met each other at the party. So there was this.
0: Wait, was this me at the party? Am I not (laughs) remembering something? Was I there?
1: No, you weren't there, Lindsay. Uh, (laughs) This was in Chicago downtown on a, I don't know, Friday All night right,
0: night. fine you know, it
1: was uh, it, 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 it was it was an interesting and eclectic and wonderful bunch of people to get together so it, it was it was eye-opening to me um, and, and we we ended up just chatting and uh, uh, I know you were part of that conversation and yeah they, the transitions tough uh, been through it a couple of times uh, I mean if you if you look at uh, psychology of, of transitions you um, I've had the very good fortune to be counseled by some really great people in, in doing my transitions. Um, biggest changes in our lives include things like birth and death of a loved one. Okay. New, new babies as might be, or our parents passing on or our brothers or sisters, uh, marriage and, and divorce. They are equally, uh, different sides of the same coin. Okay. Big stressors Mm -hmm. in our lives. Um, Buying and selling a home, relocating, uh, changing apartments, you don't consider it frequently unless you've really been trained, uh, but that's a big one. And then uh, losing and finding a job, okay? Those are also big emotional stressors on all of us. And in low likelihood, if we're going through a layoff or a transition or a change, we're going to get at least two of those, okay? In, In our industry, it's tough. To change roles without having to change residences—at least in in my mm-hmm. career—it was um, the uh, and and then yeah, in some of the stresses of stuff that goes on with your partner, significant other, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tough times, uh, and if you're and we're not prepared for that. I mean, we're we're in a society where mostly technical people we think of things as problems that can be solved and and again this is but it's not going to take it's not going to allow you to use equations to to understand it you're, you're this is this is emotional this hits at the heart
0: oh yeah i i've had a i've had a couple layoffs and Uh, the first one tore me to bits. Like I reanalyzed everything I did in the last six months, uh, you know, from, did I send that email out in time? I just, I took it wholly as a personal, uh, personal reflection of myself, even though they made very clear to say that's not the situation, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of Oreos, a lot of upsetness.
1: (sighs) Well, the the Oreo is okay. The uh, the the other thing that goes through, and and you know, to a manager, to a business leader, this is a business decision. Okay, it's right. driven typically by finances. To us, as, as individual contributors and employees, and regarding this as our livelihood and part of our self identity, it's extremely personal, and and uh, we we have to bridge that that coin that we have, we have to make that span across that says yes it's not personal to the business it's it's unemotional but to us it's it's very emotional okay and and frequently um especially the first time that it happens you're, you're not ready for it okay mm. and and it, it probably comes out of the blue uh you may have been able to read some tea leaves and you knew the business was having some issues but you didn't think it was going to be on your plate that those issues were going to be. Uh, and so, you know, taking the scout motto from, from my time as a boy scout, you know, be prepared and and we have to, to sort of work our way through that to be prepared. And this is, this is, uh, my thoughts to anyone who either is or is not going for it is, is think about this and get ready and get ready on a bunch of different fronts because at some way or another, what this is going to be one of the big stressors. And when I go back to those four categories of stressors they say you get two of them and it can drive you into depression and three of them at the same time might put you suicidal so really indeed you do want to reach out for some psychological assistance and support and make build your network and and, and carry that through it's it's tough times uh, yeah. no question about that and and by the way retirement's not all that much easier because <laughs> all of a sudden you catch you cut yourself <laughs> out in a voluntary situation you say okay so now what am i going to do with myself And of course, in my case, I'd play golf and shoot arrows, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you're, you're working on it there. (laughs) I'm trying to. (laughs) So, you know, with people going through, you know, like you're saying a couple of these things at a time right now, possibly, um, you know, what do you recommend is kind of their first step if they were to be laid off during this time? You know, is it. Do you go and immediately dust up your resume? Do you take some time to yourself? Do you, you know, what, what would you recommend?
1: You, you kind of do it all at once. And this is why it's part of a big stressor when you're going to go through this. <laughs> um, uh, thinking about this, uh, remember that you're not gonna be in this alone necessarily. Okay? Uh, we are likely to have a life partner. We, we are likely to have someone that, that we are very, very close to or is very, very close to us. And and we we wanna make sure that they understand that we're hurting and we need to understand that they are hurting in the same way that, that uh, um, uh, we would be. Um, it's a tremendous time of uncertainty. Um, most of us are, Probably a primary wage owner, if not an equal wage earner within our, our, our families. So uh, we're, we're worried about money. Uh, we're worried about our personal identity. OK, I identify myself as an engineer. If I don't have a problem to solve, what, what good am I you know, to, to talk about Dilbert? All right. Um, so, yeah you know, in, in terms of preparation, you sort of have to identify and say, okay, what are my needs? I mean, if you talk to a financial planner and use one, we've all heard the advice, you know, get six months of expenses put into the bank as a liquid asset that you don't have to. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm so close. Months, I'm
0: like right there.
1: <laughs> six months, really? Okay. And and to all of us, we, we tend to live hand to mouth, our paycheck to paycheck. And especially when we're mm-hmm. younger in our career, when we have- children i know that my children i love them dearly they were a uh, big expense okay they're i mean what, what's the number today they, they say it's $250,000 from the time they're born to the time they're out of your house uh i guess all right you know i don't know it depends on what you're paying for but so so think about it and if you have the time to prepare you know you want to prepare on on a Personal identity, uh, you want to prepare on a monetary basis, and you want to prepare on a a social basis, okay? Um, Money's the easy one, okay, in the sense, put together a budget. I mean, really and truly sit down and put together a budget for your monthly expenses. And look at and consider yourself what's a Maslavian priority, food, shelter, clothing, and I've added transportation to that because here in America, we can't fight without going someplace, right. even in quarantine. <laughs> um, so you put those together and make sure that you've got your your priorities there. Um, then, uh, you know, you, you look at the rest of it. You do that with your, your partner and, and, and try to make sure that this is right. Um, then... Uh, Take a few minutes, or a little longer. A few minutes is a is an expression, and, and understand who you are. Now, in some cases, if it's, if it's a layoff, you may or may not get what's called outplacement support. Okay, if 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 your company is very generous and and uh, works out really well, you'll they may put you in the hands of an outplacement firm that specializes in uh, both the the budget piece the psychology piece and then the job search preparation piece and it'll probably take a couple of weeks or a month to to get yourself together you know you can do these for yourself too if you have a sense do do a a personally personality analysis uh there's something called Meyer briggs okay you can look it up on google okay <laughs> Take one of those, be honest to yourself. Okay. It may point you in a direction of either being a, a CEO, which we all think we are, or perhaps you're more thinking that you're an individual contributor or a do project. You, do you
0: take these after you've been drinking Quarantinis or before? Just- Both. Okay.
2: what
0: about
1: the where do the Oreos come into play? Okay. the Oreos Oreos have to go along with quarantinis at that point? Okay. I I prefer the vanilla ones with my white wine in the evening, but you know that's
0: Oh, I like that pairing. Very, very chic.
1: Um but you know, you do that. Okay. And then you do a a professional personal skills assessment. Okay. What are the things that I think I'm good at? And then what are the things that my peers think I'm good at? OK, and, and they may or may not match. OK, you might think you're the best process engineer in the world. And the guys look at you and say, yeah, you don't touch a machine <laughs> ever in my plant." OK, you might be able to tell me what not's the term, but you're not touching that machine. So, OK, I mean, yeah. And be honest and brutal, perhaps even brutally honest with yourself about this. Mercedes, um,
0: you want to do mine? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you're really good at
2: sending me memes when I can't get the injection molder to work. It's true. I'm great at that. You're
0: welcome.
1: <laughs> so, so again, you, we do these, and, and then other people have got things that, that pull together. So, you know, do that and then um, craft your resume. OK, uh, there's a lot of different models. There's a lot of different resources. I've, I've read thousands of resumes as a as a hiring entity in my in my career. I've written my resume 15 or 20 times. All right. Just because it needed to be rewritten and, uh, uh, you know, make sure that it carries out one who you have been, but also at the very top who you perceive yourself as being.
0: Yeah. My friend, um, she does resume like editing on the side and she looked at mine um, during some point in time. And I had the same template I'd had since college. And I was like, this is fine. It's getting me jobs. And she's like, girl, this is a bad resume. She like, <laughs> redid the whole thing for me. And, and like instantly I was like, oh, I do look really professional now. <laughs> it,
1: it gets, it's a skill set. I mean, yeah. we we as SPE engineers have and SPE members have skill sets in plastics. Okay, whether it's compounding, whether it's design, whether it's color, whether it's processing, uh, whatever, we have those skill sets. Our skill sets, our softer skill sets in in the sense of communications are Mm. probably an area that we need to work on very, very strongly as people. And I applaud you and Mercedes for what you're doing here with plastics because that emphasizes and brings out the the point that we can be a better communicator uh, in the soft skill area. Writing a resume is both a hard and a soft skill. OK, yeah, there's there's a format, there's a grammar. Right. And when you have a professional looking over your shoulder and whether it's a, a professional that you have to pay or whether it's a professional that will help you with over a couple of I just of had to bring a beer. It was fine. Yeah, you sent him a case of beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah we were good. it helps. And it doesn't even have to be a professional. It just needs to be someone that looks over your shoulder and say, hey, this is it. And that's part of the team you're building. OK, because you're not going to find a job on your own, even though you think it is. At the end of the day, you are really using a, a, a part of a team that will do this. And that team can be uh, colleagues, okay? It may be people that you don't know. It may be your LinkedIn network. It might be your non-LinkedIn networks. Uh, it may be just all of this. And and all this is sharpening a skill that takes you into a better communication sense. Then from there, you're also gonna sharpen your technical skills. But again, it's a soft skill writing a resume. It's not just something you do right away. It takes a little bit of time. My first post layoff resume probably took me three weeks in concert with a, an outplacement counselor to really pull together. And, uh-huh. and it, it launched my career in a very positive direction, but yeah, it's not a trivial task. It, it takes effort.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Dorschach wrote in, he said, you know, another option is to always have like one of your current colleagues while you're in a job, you know, not somebody that's going to be like, Hey, they're looking around, but like take a look at your resume to see that you're both kind of on the same page with how you're presenting yourselves.
1: J- Jeremy's dead right on that. Okay. Have some, have somebody, you know, again, it's going to be somebody that you trust and it's not that you're looking around, but it's a question right. of this, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it, if it comes through, and and, the, and your presentation has a couple of different pieces to it. Yeah. Well, you've got something that I refer to as the, or is called the escalator or elevator speech. What do you do? Well, I am blah, 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 about plastics in processing, or in aerospace, or in business machines, or medical, or whatever, OK? Or I am a uh, enhanced designer, or a design enhancer, uh, or a project leader. Okay. But something that can be said in about 30 seconds. Uh, I get criticized for it. I talk too much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I want to, I want to jump in, not to get you too off track, but I want to jump in in here and say, you know, I've heard elevator speech, but escalator speech, I think is so much better because when we end up giving them, there's so many other distractions around, you know, you're (laughs) a, a, a networking hour or something. And, and, you know, so it's really,
0: I like the I, I like the concept of escalator speech better. And elevators are too quiet. I don't
1: want to talk in there. Well, well, not not only that, but the escalator speech that you're going to have, you might get a longer chance if you're sharing treads or treads <laughs> going the same direction. The other might be somebody coming up and you're going down, or vice versa. And that's even half the time that you would have any other way. So it's uh, it really point. has to be tightened up and compact and 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 self descriptive. And basically, the point of it is to say, "Somebody, send me your resume by email. Here's my contact." Okay, that's the point of it. Is let's have a conversation further, or I'll meet you at the bottom of the stairs, or come back upstairs and meet me. Let's talk about this for two more minutes. And that's really all you wanted to get done, and then, and then you. Will, but that's kind of a detail thing about the <clears throat> about the the whole job search. Piece itself. Uh, th- what we've been talking about to up to now is setting the stage, putting the putting the table together, so to speak, for for what we're going to try to do. I mean, if, if if you look at it, I suppose if if you're this technically minded about it, you could put a, a fishbone chart together for yourself and you say, okay, the head of the fish is a job. All right. Now, what are the bits and pieces about this job that I want? That becomes the skeleton off the backbone of the fish. If you if you're a technical person, you think that way. If you don't think that way, there are a dozen other models. We can do Venn diagrams. We can do circles. We can do all kinds of stuff. But at, set, at some point, it all leads to getting the job. But that's the preparation, and that's the, the planning and, and the other activity for it. Right. Um, and, yeah. and I'm sure that with coronavirus, everything that I've done had done for 40 years of job searches is, is changed. OK, it's going to be very different than what it was, you know, uh, in my career. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I wanted to circle back to where you're talking about, you know, building your team and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, I was one time uh, asked kind of to go through my like resume and it was just an informal talking to students. I think I was and um and I'm listing the jobs I've had. I'm, I'm your stereotypical millennial job hopper. I'd like to think I'm somewhere I'm going to stay for a long time. But um, I have had, you know, I've been in the industry 11 years. I've had five, six jobs, something like that. Um, plus, you know, three or four internships. Um, and two space buns. And two space buns. So that's a sign of millennial. Millennial. <laughs> um, I'm celebrating May the 4th. Um, so I was telling this, uh, these students about like my jobs and each time I was like, oh, they're like, oh, did you apply for that online? And I was like, no, I knew somebody that knew somebody that was hiring. And then I went through the next one. I was like, oh, well this was from, uh, you know, an alum from Penn state was looking for someone. And I was, you know, happened to be looking and I, (laughs) I finished the thing and I was like, guys, I'm like, I know I say it, but you really need to network. None of these jobs would have happened without me knowing that there was an opening somewhere or someone knowing that I was looking. And I'm like, I would have never found these jobs and they would have never found me if it was just straight, like going on indeed.
1: You know, when I was, when I was in my first set of uh, changes, the, the, uh, I, I think the two, uh, mm-hmm. phrases that were used were the, uh, the obvious job market or the open job market, the, everything that's advertised out on a uh, monster.com or, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the job boards. And then there's the, the hidden job market. And, and these are the ones that you get to by uh, talking with people and having a conversation and, and following through again with your, we will call it your network, but you know, people that you know, or even people that you don't know. I mean, you know, part of what helped develop other skills for me was that you have to cold call okay, I'm finding a job, okay? Yeah, I saw that. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you, you do have to cold call on this. And there are some of us that are salespeople and there's some of us that are not, but it doesn't have to be a dead cold call, okay? One of the techniques that that works for me or worked for me was, you know, you send somebody an, a letter, an email or text today, depending on what they are. Do you have five minutes to have a cup of coffee and talk to me about what I want to do in my career, please? OK, and if they're remote, you know, if they're around the corner, meet at a Starbucks when they open up again. If, <laughs> if they're not in this day of quarantine, we're probably going to end up doing it by Zoom or go to meeting or, you know, FaceTime or whatever. <clears throat> and most people will be willing to talk to you a little bit about it. They understand that we all go through it. <clears throat> Pardon me. And, and it's kind of an all pay it forward situation all right you know for all of us okay i don't think there's anyone in this industry that hasn't gone through a job transition you know you you talked about your your career i'd have to go back and count mine but when i started i thought i was going to have maybe two or three job roles different employers in the course of my my career um it's kind of closer to eight or nine Okay. And that was predicted to me that was predicted to me in nineteen seventy nine that I would go through at least nine job transitions in my career. I didn't want to believe it. Uh-huh. Okay. You talk about millennials saying, you know, it, 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 it change. you know, even even as a baby boomer, you know, we didn't perceive that. I mean, my, my dad had a total of three employers in his, his well, right. but he, he didn't change jobs very often and he was in steel, okay? I kept on watching steel companies go bankrupt, and that's why I took horses in plastics and said, okay, let's try the next set of materials. Woo-woo! <laughs> there's, a, there's a long family story behind that, too. <laughs> but, I'm
2: my own person, Dad! I'm going into plastics now.
1: Well, let's just say that when I came back, and I said after I graduated from from Drexel with my degree in materials engineering, having started as a as a metallurgist, and figure I was going to wear the pointy hat and the purple robe, standing over this fiery vat of metal. Okay, Love it. <laughs> uh, that uh, uh, when I came back with a materials engineering degree with an emphasis on plastics and a in a job offer uh, from a plastics company whose primary purpose at that time was replacing steel,
0: Ooh. and
1: that was dad's industry.
0: Oh, man, you were uh, let's, coming let's in just fast let's, for dad.
1: Let's, let's just uh, let's just say that dad was very generous after a couple of years when he realized that he didn't have to to keep me excluded from the family, that he allowed me back into <laughs> family membership.
2: <laughs> that man, must have been some, for some real awkward Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> oh, no, they, they really weren't. I, I, I joke about it now that dad, dad looked at it, and he was looking at it uh, because – this was 1977 and, mm-hmm. uh, steel companies were going belly up. Um, U uh, S steel had con- converted itself. The smaller steel company that dad worked with in, in, Wilmington, Delaware was, was going belly up. The other company up in Claymont was in trouble. Bethlehem steel was closing. Um, I mean, the, the whole steel industry was, was in a crisis boat and, uh, we, we managed to, sidestep that but eh, different problem but that's that that's again you know coming back to for each of us now as we we go through our our changes you know do the self-assessment and then you have to go out and you have to scout and hunt uh i mean you know the the job that you probably want probably won't be on a job board okay it's going to take talking to friends you know it's it's why I have made a practice of paying it forward to everybody. Okay. I've had some great help in in my job searches. So we we have some mutual friends and acquaintances that have helped me out in the past. I I won't throw them under the bus and name them here and now. But, uh, uh, they there there are a lot of people that have helped me in mind, and I will just want to make sure I pay it forward. And whether it's a recruiter or whether it's an individual or whether it's an, a, a hiring manager, you know, we pay it forward. Okay. We we talk to people all the time. And, and you never know, it works the other way too. The right person for the job may not be in an active job search. Right. They they, they may be very happy where they are and not and, and not willing to change, okay? And then that's a different, that's a job for a recruiter. But. I
0: mean, I, I keep in touch with uh, all the guys I graduated with. And whenever I see jobs uh, come across my desk, I always send them out because um, a couple of times they've, you know, they weren't looking and they they were like, hey, what's going on with that one? And I'm like, here's the contact information. You you go do what you got to do. But uh, I think a couple of them have switched jobs because of that.
1: And, 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 and it, it all gets paid forward. I, I mean, I know that I've had a lot of people help me and I've tried to help a lot of people. And I know they've helped other people just because that's what we do.
2: hmm. Um, so, you know, we talked about, and actually I did want to mention really briefly that I think it was an, an HBR podcast that I listened to, um, was talking about a lot of the, the people that they surveyed, they were in their positions, uh, through connections. So it wasn't just random job searches, but it was connections mm-hmm. that they had, but not, but not close connections. So these were just acquaintances, people wow. who didn't know too well. But I mean that really speaks to the fact of of you you need to put out your feelers and you need to build build your team. Um, can we can we talk about identifying who you need on your team? What are the different roles that you need?
1: Well, uh, first of all, your, your your significant other, your partner, okay, if you have one, is, is going to be a major part of this. Okay, because they're gonna walk through this with you just as hard as everybody else. Um uh, wouldn't hurt to have a a, a financial planner. Okay, and if one person has both of these roles, that's great. But somebody that says it's okay to spend money here, or maybe you want to hold off spending the money there. Okay, um, you, you, you want some help like that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just under. laughs> uh, you, you, you want somebody that will, uh, if, if you can, uh, you know, somebody that, that might be uh, uh, a little bit more psychologically oriented. To help you through the the changes that are going to happen with you, uh, a lot of this can be found in in different places. Uh, the public libraries here in, in Aurora uh, have a, a, a job search uh, book club, for lack of a better phrase, um, that you know people will use. Um, my church has a a job search ministry, okay, and they will bring in. Uh, recruiters, they'll bring in psychologists, they'll bring in financial planners, they'll bring in these kind of people that you sit for an hour, hour and a half over a cup of coffee in a in a neutral environment, and you can get this coaching along, especially if it's not part of, a, of an outplacement package that you may or may not have been able to get. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I, and, it's, and, and mine is not the only church that does that, okay? I mean, yeah. here, here in, in Aurora and Naperville, there's probably... I would say half of the churches, no matter the denomination, have something of that nature. Okay. And you might have to look for it. Um, <clears throat> your medical professional, uh, your, your primary care physician uh, is, is also part of the team in the sense that you want somebody looking for your health. I mean, there are clues Uh, with regard to your mental health that they're trained to look for and can help intervene, uh, in in the event as intervention. Okay. That's a terrible word, but it's, it's still there. They'll help you out. Okay. You're going to go through some tough times. You're going to wake up in the morning and say, I do not want to get dressed and do this today. Uh, I mean, if you, if you follow that, that famous, uh, internet, uh, graduation speech from the admiral to to the cadets. said he said you get up in the morning the things that the navy seals taught me is get up and make your bed right away two reasons for that you've accomplished your first task for the day and second of all it'll be clean when you come home okay so you know those kinds of little steps you're gonna have to do and you're gonna need somebody they'll they'll kick you in the ass a little bit in the morning <laughs> to get them done <laughs> um and then, you know, set your set schedule because now that you've moved from a job that is creating stuff to a job that is finding a job and it's, it's a big change of perspective. It takes, it takes a little while to switch gears.
0: Yeah. I know Bye-bye. I, uh, I kept a notebook and I wrote down everything I had to do every day. And my husband told me it looked like a serial killer notebook. Cause I had like, I would things and I'd scratch it out and like all this stuff, but it, it kept me from, I think going off any end because I, I felt like, okay, you know, I at least talk to these three people and that's three things I can cross off my list. Look at me. I'm a rock star. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. That, that's, that's that self-reward kind of thing. And then at the end of the day, you get five crossed off. You get another drink glass of wine that night. Oh, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's part of it. You break it down. I mean, uh, it's, it's, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It, it, it's breaking it down. To, it's a big job, but break it down into the tasks. And if you say it looks like a serial kill notebook, that's fine. I mean, most of my day books look like that anyhow. So yeah. <laughs>
0: as far as I know, I've killed zero people, so we're good. <laughs>
1: As, as I know that too so <laughs> but this is yeah, gonna that, come that's, back to haunt me. <laughs> that's the other thing and then you know what one of the big pieces of encouragement I had came from a, a I believe it was a Zig Ziglar quote you know, along the lines of that if you're going after Moby Dick make sure you take along the tartar sauce it's a mixed metaphor but you know I like it plan on success okay there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not necessarily an oncoming train
0: awesome
2: I I love it. Right. Well, Mark, thank you so much. This was this was fantastic. Great that that um that it can mean a lot um to hear stuff like this. uh, You know when when you're when you're going through or or anticipate going through something and really something to take into account. You know that you mentioned you know two of these can 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 sink you into a depression. Two of these you know um, of the four, right? Um, And three can can be even more serious. So really something. uh, for us to, to think about. And and if we have friends who are going through stuff like this at, at this time, um, definitely think about them, think about what they might be going through and, and and see what you can do. Send them a pack of Oreos or a box of wine.
0: <laughs> wine chips everywhere,
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, actually the biggest thing that helps, it, and I know today we specialize in doing you know, e-communication and texting and stuff, but pick up the phone and call them okay just just pick up the phone okay hearing a voice on the other end uh, whether it's a a five minute or a a a 15 minute or you know heaven forbid i can't go that well i can't uh you go (laughs) on for an hour all right just um just talk to them let them talk to you okay listen and 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 if you're on the other side of the coin don't be afraid to share okay we're we're all gonna have been here at least once Okay and uh, and that's a terrible prediction that I, I've, I've just made but I think we're all going to go through this at least once <laughs> yeah. in our lives, okay And the more friends that we have the easier it'll be to get through.
0: I love it. All right, thank you so all much, right. Mark. This is awesome.
1: Thank you ladies. It was fun. Thank
0: you.
2: If you've got a question, the voices of resin I here. last chance.
1: Bye. Bye.